0: Welcome to the Milk Bar.
1: Welcome along to episode 475 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever and coming up on the show this week we'll be finding out about a bat head of hell to the Dominion Theatre in London. You can find out what happened when I called it Rob Fowler, uh, one of the stars of the show, to chat all about a brilliant, brilliant production. Also we'll have music from Slim and Blade and a live session from them. We'll talk more on Solly Hull's Brilliant Festival which is coming up over the summer Solly Hull Fest uh, with Charlie from Busted. Stafford Gatehouse have their annual schools event over the summer and we'll be hearing about the show, which has been put together by the kids taking part in that one as they are producing our house this year and we'll be finding out about events in Albrighton at the Albrighton Moat Trust they have got some great stuff coming up for the kids over the summer but first of all from Tuesday the 28th of August through to Saturday the 8th of September Jersey Boys makes a welcome return to Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre I'm reliably told the cast are going to be the best of the best they are no strangers at all to taking this show out on the road I'm joined now by two of the number Michael Watson and Lewis Griffiths hello to you both hello
2: mate how
1: are you all good here and uh, I trust we find you well and enjoying your time out on the road this time around. Absolutely, yeah. Well, Tell us about your roles in the show because this is something that you've played before uh, and, and and really enjoyed being uh, able to share this music with the fans of the Jersey Boys.
3: Yeah, that's right. We've both played our respective roles previously. Michael in the West End and I was on the inaugural tour of Jersey Boys which came to the Grand before. Mm-hmm. So I'll be I'll be making a very welcome return in the same role but with a whole new cast, new chemistry, new production, and it's everything and more that everyone could expect and anticipate from the previous show. We're bringing the West End to the West Midlands.
2: We're feeling a, a real sense of energy about the show, you know. For all of us like, who have done it before, when we came back and we met each other, we just felt a renewed sense of energy towards the, the show itself. And I think that comes across the audience and... You know, we've had some wonderful responses and we are just we just enjoy taking it to everywhere that we can, you
1: know? Well, the music of Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons is amazing and this telling the story alongside those tracks, uh, all uh, in, in the right order as well, so we know exactly what was happening when these songs were released.
3: Yeah. yeah, there is a certain chronology for the show, which is, it kind of lays itself out, it tells its own story. I mean, the, the timeline of the band's uh, their formation, their rise, their fall and their demise, um, it's all kind of set out and, uh, in the context of the songs, but they were not actually written in that for that purpose. They were written because they were just such great hit songs. However, the, the story is one long timeline and the show tells that story through four different perspectives. Um, and Michael and I take the second half of that show.
2: Yeah, and some say the second half is their favourite. I would have thought so.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Certainly will be by the time you two boys have done it, yeah?
2: Well, that's what we hope, you know what I mean? But we we literally, you know, it's the joy of a piece to do because each of us get our chance to shine in the spotlight, you know, and and tell our character's story, and we tell it directly to the audience. So, you know, we have people call out to us because they feel so involved in the story. They feel like they're there with us there in the moment you know it's amazing
1: so well michael tell us about your role Well,
2: basically frankie valley very well known for his voice you know his voice precedes him so there's a certain amount of um you have to take a certain amount of pressure with that you know to, to be able to try and bring that voice to the stage but like he is actually just such a determined guy you know he is uh from a young age, he just knew he wanted to get out of New Jersey and he wanted to make something of himself, and for him, music was the outlet you know he was he was do, he was learning to be a barber and things like this, and it just did not satisfy him. He had an inner feeling that he needed to be, do something more than what his current circumstances were, and he made that his life's ambition and he, and he did it you know and uh, and I really respect that of him, and he's a very principled man. You know, he has a contract with Bob Gordio that is just a handshake. And for 40, 50 years, uh, that's not what their contract has been. No signed paperwork just an agreement via a handshake. You know, that's the sort of guy you're dealing with with like Frankie Valley.
1: And certainly uh, through the, the story, we, we learn how he is prepared to stand up for the guys in the rest of the group and basically take responsibility as a whole. though they, they were one group of people who were so tightly bound together.
2: Yeah, he sees it as a family. He says a line, you know, you don't forget where you come from. For him, family is everything. You know, he says all these sort of lines throughout the show. And like for him, Tommy was the guy who took him off the streets. So when Tommy hit the wall, which is inevitable with someone who has that sort of personality, he went, I'm going to take that pressure for you. I'm never going to forgive you for what you've done to the band because this band was his everything. But I'm not going to leave you in the lurk. Me, you're family, and you helped me, so I'm going to help you. And then um, he kind of has that sort of principles as well, you know?
1: And Lewis, uh, uh, let's explore your character.
2: Well,
3: uh, picking up from where Michael left off, I mean... Um, Michael's character and Michael lead the show um, and it's kind of you lead from the front and he has a very uh, like he says family driven moral compass whereas my character Nick um, with respect has a bit more of a moral compass than the other three uh, because he was always shut out, he was always left in the dark he was always, had his principles behind the music uh, which is why he had such a falling out with Tommy and he felt a little bit hurt by, uh, as a result of the, the the handshake that Bob and Frankie had. But that said, he has, the, you know, he has the courage of his own convictions, and he said, "I'm not in it for this. This is too much for me, and, and I'm gonna cut my losses and go and enjoy the rest of my life." Um, I have a lot of respect and admiration for the man that can do that, and that's why it's such such a privilege to play a role. That doesn't say much. That doesn't do much, but has such a an integral linchpin contribution to the rise of a band of, of this, you know, grandeur and this success.
1: Yeah, international stars, and uh, still to this day, the music uh, loved by millions across the world. I mean, they they sold a hundred million records worldwide. So you team. know you're onto a winner when you're into a show like this. I
2: mean, the show's um, original Broadway CD has, has won Grammy awards. You know, it's uh, the, base, mm. the music. <laughs> Had a revitalization with the show, and you know they they've made more money through the show than they ever did as recording artists, you know, and uh, it just shows you that it's never an end when you've got a good when you've got good quality. It never dies,
1: you know? Well, it runs at the Grand Theatre in Wolverhampton from Tuesday the 28th of August through to Saturday the 8th of September. 01902 to the box office number, grandtheatre.co.uk, to get your hands on tickets. But for now, Michael Watson and Lewis Griffiths, two of the Jersey Boys, thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you very much. Cheers.
1: And Blade are doing their thing, bringing some music to the world. Adam and Ryan are doing that, and they're here with me now. Hello, boys. Oh, yeah. So, uh, what's going on with the band then? First of all, explain a bit of the sound.
4: Uh, yeah, it's kind of just a mixture of everything 90s rock onwards, with a bit of probably our dad's record collection <laughs> yeah. in there as well, Definitely. and uh, just anything we've picked up along the way. Really, it's what we've done now for over 10 years. It's just yeah. a chance for us to do it, maybe a little bit differently and by ourselves you know yeah, just more our, our own way to be honest um, mm-hmm. it's just a project that me and
5: Ada are really focused on and we're looking to add new members um, when we find them to be honest yeah. <laughs>
1: so I mean basically you've, you've had plenty of experience performing music in the past you've yep. played to large crowds, done yep. that sort of thing yep. Yep. Uh, this is a project that you two guys have put together yep. and uh, say so, uh, brothers so how, who's the oldest I'm the oldest. Okay, you wouldn't think it to look at him, would you? Anyway, <laughs> so uh, right. I now, mean, how long has the band been together then? When did he come into this world? Uh, Nineteen <laughs>
6: ninety
1: <laughs> three. Yeah. Pain in the backside ever since, to
5: be honest. Till um, I picked that guitar up. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, we've just been doing music for as long as I can remember now. Maybe ten, maybe fifteen years. Yeah. Um, playing in various different projects, and and this is our our latest project that we've really. Uh, Really happy about yeah, it. Yeah,
1: really honest. proud of Yeah. So, how does it work with the music writing? Are you doing that together, or is one do lyrics and the other do music, or what do you do?
5: Um, I think Ad comes up with a lot of the finished work. It's, it's almost, ADHD, that is. Yeah, <laughs> it's sort of like our Ad sees everything as a full song and he will show me and then allow me to you know, put my spin on it. So, I just play bass. Ad writes the music with the guitar, so a lot of the stuff comes from him and then. We just go from there, to be honest. Yeah. But, but
1: but how would you describe the sound that you're producing? Because I've listened to a couple of tracks, and um, it's, probably, it's maybe it's probably a bit heavier than I thought, but it's not really you know, way out there as far as you know, the wool of metal or and the, and no, whatever it happens to be yeah. called cool these days goes. It's
4: We're influenced by metal. Mm-hmm. Metal's a big part of our lives, part of our musical fabric, really. I mean, we saw Metallica last year. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get better than that. But you know, there's there's already been a Metallica. There's already been a a motley crew, mm-hmm. you know, it, you've got to take little bits that you like, you know, leave the bits that you don't like, and then put it all together, and, and that's what we feel this project is. But
1: but metal with an indie feel to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: definitely. Yeah. Um, I was speaking to some of my friends at work today, and they, they said we've got, like, a sort of American... Sort of style, and I, I, would, I would agree with that because we are influenced by American bands, but it's only American bands imitating English bands, it's just gone full circle. <laughs> really. yeah. So, like, our favorite well, Ad's favorite band is probably Green Day, yeah. and their, their favorite band is The Clash, so it, it's just coming full circle, really. Yeah. So, I'd say a lot of our stuff is channeled down that sort of metal, but it does have English roots as well. Yeah, so yeah, anything like Black Sabbath, um, Alice
4: in Chains. The Clash, Green Day, anything just along those it's lines. It's a hodgepodge of them all, really. Yeah. It's, it's all the stuff we've listened to growing up, and we thought, you know, we'll have a go at that. <laughs> it just <laughs> happens to say not this. Yeah. And The indie thing you've mentioned is really interesting as well, because when we were growing up, obviously, 2004 was maybe the Arctic Monkeys. Was 2004 or maybe even earlier? I think Kings of Leon might have been 2004, maybe 2005 was the Arctic Monkeys. You know, mm-hmm. those kind of bands. Yeah. Like and that's what re- you were listening to? They, yeah. they were, everyone was listening yeah, to they were this were so. Yeah, they were everywhere, weren't they? Yeah.
5: Um, and and bands like that are still going now. They're brilliant. So you you can go and see your um, what did we see? We went to see uh, Eric Clapton the other day. Oh, excellent! Me and my girlfriend went to see Queens of the Stone Age. So we've got a wide taste of music, and nothing's really off limits with this project now. If it sounds good and it feels good, that that's what we'll we'll make. But obviously, it will be heavily based on guitar work and guitar. Mm, yeah. music. And, and that guitar
1: work means that you can do this acoustically as well. Yes, yes definitely.
4: definitely. Um, That's probably how we're gonna probably proceed with shows, isn't it? For, yeah, now? for now, while, while yeah. we're you know looking for members, we are looking down the open mic and like you know showcase nights, but we've got a few lined up that we're uh, that we're just, looking at. Just really local scenes and and local um, local places, local
5: shows. So anywhere around the sort of West Midlands that we'll be trying to get on, and it's just gonna be local local shows until we can get more of a grassroots approach. Yeah, yeah. So do, say, do yeah. DIY sort of. Feel to things um, until we can get new members, maybe a drummer and a second guitarist. With yeah, you yeah. know,
1: yeah. But but that means you've got complete control over the music and the sound at the moment. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyone who comes in is is probably going to not only uh, thrive on on the fact that there's a great bass there, but they'll be able to bring whatever it is that yeah. uh, that they add to the group as well. and It'd be interesting
4: to see how that develops. That, that's that's the plan really is to kind of have, have our thing going on be looking for people to, you know, eventually audition and stuff. And hopefully there'll be fans as well mm-hmm. uh, by that time and we can, you know, move on from there,
1: you know. So you want to cherry pick someone from an audience who's already yeah. rocking out
5: to the music? Um, pretty much, you know. It, it's it's one of them. I don't think it's necessarily like... If if it just stays me and Ad, that'll be absolutely fine because we've kind of take this do-it-yourself sort of... Um, feeling towards things that if it does stay me and add, we're happy with that, but yeah. if, if there is anyone else that we think is going to be great and he's going to be as committed as we are, then that's that's what we'll yeah. go for.
1: So in a case of, you know, let it develop, Yeah. do it all organically, yeah. and see what actually happens. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Okay, you're going to play an acoustic track for us now, what are we are going to hear? Uh, the song's called Nothing Left of Me. And wh- where does this one come from?
4: Uh, it's been a song that we've played in like various uh, projects in the past, but it's... um. Got the Slim and Blade touch now, and we're looking to record it soon. Maybe yeah. as part of an EP, mm-hmm. or maybe so, just as another single release. We'll see. It's uh, up to us and the producer to decide,
1: I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. you guys take it away. We'll see how this works out. Meanwhile, though, social media, where do we find you? Uh, anywhere on uh, Facebook
5: and Instagram. Um, we've also got a YouTube channel with our debut single on, um, and you can get our debut single on any and all places you choose to listen to your music. Spotify is the main mm. one we use. Spotify, it, yeah. iTunes, uh, YouTube. SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
1: brilliant. And we are looking forward to Slim and Blade. Thank you very much. That yeah. will do the job. Okay. okay, so we've got the social sorted. Let's hear some music.
7: Listen up, my friend Never gonna make Stay to see you're looking at me like you don't believe in me, but I to me
1: The Stafford Gatehouse has been running its summer school for more than 30 years. This year, they have a production from The Youngsters of The Little Mermaid, which is on next week. But then from Wednesday the 8th through to Saturday the 11th, they have Our House. The director of that show for the older group is on the line now. John Ward, hello.
8: Hello, Jason. Thanks for talking to me.
1: Good to talk to you. And uh, lots going on down there, and uh, a brilliantly talented bunch of young actors for you to work with.
8: Yes, absolutely, yeah. And uh, I actually was involved in Joseph that they did last year here. Uh Um, and so it's great to see some of those people come back and you see them get older and just get more used to the kind of being on stage and putting on a really great show, and uh, they've got a really good thing going down here.
1: The age group itself runs from uh, 8 through to around 20, Uh, but the youngsters are being Little Mermaids this year. But uh, with the the older group you're working with, they get in a a show which really is a a fantastic production to put on, Uh, and our house is going to be very well received, isn't it?
8: I think it is. Yeah, I mean, especially Madness, you know, they were such a popular band and also such a great British band, aren't they, for us to kind of celebrate and also to do a play that's perhaps a bit more suited to the teenagers. Um, So, you know, the kind of themes in it and, 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 and stuff is really kind of suited to them. So they're really connecting with it straight away. Um, whereas last year you know the, the we had the whole age group from six to kind of 21 all in the one production now we've able to split them and kind of do things that are perhaps a bit more appropriate and but it's, it's an absolutely fantastic musical and we're just loving it at the moment uh,
1: brilliant tunes adapted for the stage to tell the story and uh, a great experience for all who are involved uh, your older ones are going to be playing the adults in it and then you've got the uh, the youngsters uh, who are going to be about the right age to to play the uh, the 15 through 16 year olds who are actually the, the main focus of the show?
8: Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's kind of they're playing their age. They start when they're 16, uh, the characters, and then they kind of move through the play and end up about 21. So it's kind of kind of really perfect for them. Um, so I think it's always good when you can kind of get them playing their age. I think they really identify with the story Um, And obviously The Madness, they're a cheeky band, aren't they? And They're a fun band and that's always what they've been about and I think the whole musical is infected with that and it's something that the the, the performers can really get behind, I think.
1: Yeah, and the the duality of the play, telling two stories simultaneously, uh, I think that is a good challenge for these guys as well. Although many of them won't go into the world of acting, it will help build the confidence and those that do will really get to see what it's like to put their acting talent to the test.
8: Absolutely. It's a very technical show. Like you say, it's got the two stories. There's some kind of world record holding costume changes in the <laughs> show. Um that have got, you know, the fastest you know, so we've looked at how they did them on the West End and we're trying to do some really clever stuff. Um, So it's a technical show. uh, And I should also say in terms of experience and what they're getting out of this is that we've got a live band on stage here for the first time. Um, Normally at Stafford, we've put the band in the pit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they've been great players, but now we're getting a band in earlier and they're going to be raised right above the stage, right in front of the audience. And they're going to be part of the show, come down and do some choreography. So it really is something quite special you know for this 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 summer's production
1: a full magical musical production taking place from Wednesday the 8th through to Saturday the 11th of August 7:30 shows there there's also a Saturday matinee at half past 2 Get yourself along, staffordgatehousetheatre.co.uk is the website, or you can call through to the uh, box office on 01785 619 080. Book your tickets, get along and see some very talented performers. And uh, all all looked after with a a brilliant director and also a, a great band on stage too. John, thank you for joining us.
8: Jason, pleasure. Thanks for your time, mate.
1: The summer holidays, the All Brighton Trust have got lots going on. Sadie Jackson, Operations Manager, is here to tell me more. Hello, hello there. So, uh, what's going on and tell us a bit about your work because this all takes place at All Brighton Trust Moat and Gardens.
9: That's right, yes.
1: So, so where is this bit in All Brighton to start off with?
9: Right, okay, we're not actually in the All Brighton Village, we're on the uh, A41, so we're the other side of the A41 to All Brighton. Mm. So. It's out of um, Wolverhampton, going towards Cosford.
1: So it heads that way, and it will be signposted.
9: Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. We have the brown information signs on the uh, on the A41.
1: So look out for all those, and it's all uh, going on this week. So rather a busy one. Tell us a, uh, a bit about uh, what we've got to start us off.
9: Right. Okay. So we um, we do a, a, some sessions called Wild About Nature. And these are for children to learn about the natural world um, while having lots of fun. So they do some stream dipping. Uh, They might make a campfire, toast marshmallows, that kind of thing. And they do identification of uh, wildlife. So it's it's learning while they're enjoying themselves.
1: So that's sold to me, and that's on Wednesday the 1st. At the eighth and the fifteenth of August, so that's your Wednesday event.
9: That's it, but we're fully booked for the uh, for the first session. So,
1: eighth uh, and the fifteenth, what you want to look out for? It's five pound per person, ten a.m. through to one p.m. Yes. Get in touch; we'll give you all the details in a moment's time on how uh, you can do that. Yes. Uh, and then on Thursdays, you've got coached angling as one of the events taking place.
9: That's right. Yes. Now, this we run these every year, and they're they're very popular. So, it's an opportunity for anyone to come along who either hasn't fished before or are uh, novice uh, anglers. There are um, qualified coaches that are here to show you how, how to fish, how to manage the fish, how to look after your equipment. We supply all the equipment, the bait, and everything so you can just
1: turn up that's five pound per person again and so that's the second the ninth the 16th and 23rd of august and there'll be a competition during that last session on the 23rd but if somebody's done this coaching course before uh, you can go along on friday the 3rd 10th or 17th for the next level up in your angling training
9: that's right yes so um you know we do have a few people that that uh, return each year so we thought this year it would be a good opportunity for them to learn a little bit more about the different equipment that they can use see we use whips here but Mm. we do have um, rods and reels so it's showing you how you can fish at other places not just here
1: so that's on friday the third friday the tenth and friday the seventeenth of august ten through to one o'clock and that's five pounds per person now on top of that you've got a woodcraft event taking place uh, tuesday the seventeenth yes. and this is your opportunity to make a ladybird house on that occasion
9: that's right yes and yes. um, we find that um, the insect houses are very popular so we're doing uh, ladybirds this time mm-hmm. um, we, uh, people have come along previously and made bug hotels, uh, bird boxes, um, which we're doing later in the summer holidays.
1: And that's 10am through to one once more, £5 per person on that. And does that include everything you need to make your ladybird house?
9: Absolutely, yes. yeah.
1: Sounds good. And then, once you've got the ladybirds at home, you can build a bird box. That one's on Tuesday the 21st of August. Again, 10 through to one, £5 per person, another crafting opportunity.
9: Yes, yeah, that's
1: it, Yeah. So there's loads of stuff going on down there, and there's, there's events taking place throughout the year as well, isn't there?
9: Uh, there is, yes. Our our main uh, customer base is uh, uh, young people that come from uh, special educational needs schools. So during the school holidays, we make it inclusive to everyone. So, you, so children who are able as well as disabled can come along.
1: So open to all throughout uh, those events taking place across the summer. You can find out more at all uh, What's the phone number if people want to book their place on any of these courses and check availability?
9: Yeah, it's 01902. Three
1: seven two double four 372 441 01902 372 or you can email moat at uk. get your details yeah. across and uh, you'll get in touch with them and sort out getting them along to one of these fantastic events and what's the age range you'll be looking at here oh uh,
9: well age range from
1: three so three upwards and uh, have a great time does this mean moms and dads can come along and have a go at building a ladybird house too yeah
9: of course they can yes
1: absolutely cool well that all takes place at Blue House Lane or Brighton near Wolverhampton wv 7 3 fl and uh, come along and enjoy a fantastic environment and some brilliant outdoor work yep. Sandy Jackson thank you for joining us well thank you very much time for some more music from Slim and Blade now this is their current single Everybody Stop On saturday the 25th and sunday the 26th of august sunday hall fest has a bit of musical sunshine for you UK is where you can get your tickets some of the people you can see down there are absolute phenomenal stars including busted charlie joins me now hello
6: hello mate how are you doing
1: i'm good and how, how's the world of busted these days
6: yes it's very good thank you very much busy we've just been uh hold up for the last four months, making our new record.
1: So this is it. I mean, new music. I mean, this is an absolute godsend for all Busted fans. I mean, over a number of years now. So, so what's going on with the sound? Who's involved?
6: So uh, basically, we've um, yeah, we've just been making a new record. I think the the fans are going to be really excited about this record. We've sort of, you know, it's it's a sort of rock sounding record, gone back to full blown guitars, and um, yeah, I think we're 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 excited about the fans hearing it. and it's going to be great uh, to be playing this uh, festival in Solihull. It's our, it's our only summer appearance. We're only doing one festival this summer and this is going to be it.
1: Well, that, that's a, a fantastic uh, coup for the guys over in Solihull and makes it a massive event for, for you guys. And, and what do yes. you do? Have you, have you got a, like a set regime preparing for a festival? Are there things that you like to do, like to get yourself in the right mindset for it?
6: Yeah, I think I think we just um, you know we like to bring high energy to all the shows that we do, so we just sort of try and pump ourselves up the best we can. And um, it's nice with the festival the, the festival atmosphere because uh, you know when it's outside and fresh and the sun's shining, um, you know everyone's up for a good time. So uh, yeah, it's going to be a really good one, I think.
1: Uh, and how do you form a set list for a festival? When you particularly when you've got a brand new record that's about to emerge,
6: uh, it's tough, man. Um, that's one of the you sometimes causes a few arguments about which song should be played. Um, but no, we, we haven't, we haven't, uh, we haven't finalized the set this yet, but we've got some, some rehearsal days, uh, leading up to it, so we'll, we'll sit down and have a chat about it. But, um, yeah, man, I, mean, I think, I think the flow of a set is quite important because you want to, you want to keep the, uh, the crowd energy high throughout the set, you know, so, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll be playing all the bangers.
1: I, I would expect nothing less, and your fans are going to absolutely love every moment of this. And uh, what's going on with this this album? then? what's the release date? And and will people have copies in their hands in time for August to sing along?
6: I don't think they will, but um, we may we may uh, we, we may decide to um, you know demo something new. We haven't quite uh, figured that out yet. But the the record is is planned to drop um, probably in February. But there'll be a, there'll be a, a a new song emerging. Um, around the festival, if not just after, but um, yeah, I, I'd say that by September, that people should definitely have heard something new.
1: So, but there's a chance they may get an exclusive uh, bit of a live performance. They certainly are going to see your only festival gig over the summer. And headlining somewhere like this, I mean, it, it, the other bands on there, when you got Razorlight, The Beat, Lightning Seeds, all coming up on uh, the Sunday. Uh, great weekend, including the likes of Alicia Dixon and Blue. So it's uh, a, a really big festival, and. When you've pl- looked back at some of the other gigs you've played along this sort of size, I mean, are, are the favourite moments? Is there is there a bit of a gig which really works for each of you?
6: Yeah, I think I think actually last year was uh, we we played Glastonbury for the first time, and um, and that was a really special moment. Um, you know, as far as festivals go, that's obviously one of the one of the grandest you can do. So um, we went and spent the whole weekend there, and it was the first time I'd been to Glastonbury um, as a punter uh, or or a sort of musician. So. Uh, we had a really great time and, and the, the reaction we got from the crowd was incredible so definitely think i've got to be up there with one of my favorite gigs i've ever done
1: and you should be able to see some of that energy recreated on stage at uh, the solihull event as well and with all of this what do you wear for a festival come on i mean is, is there a, an outfit that you've got planned to to wear the audiences this time around
6: uh- I don't I think it's weather dependent. I mean, we've had such an amazing summer this summer that, um, you know, it could even be shorts that I, uh, I'm donning on this performance. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, I, I, I imagine it's probably going to be a hot one seeing as we've had such a great summer. So, um, yeah, probably T-shirt and shorts, I thought.
1: So rocking the festival vibe. I'm joining in with the rest yeah. of the gang. And we're finally, uh, you know, what what can we expect from the, the chemistry? Because you guys have known each other years now. So uh, is it going to be a, a, a good feel-good time out on stage?
6: yeah definitely man you know we, we we spent ten years apart and uh you know, we've, we've been back together now doing this for two or three years and I think the the energy between us is really good and every time we walk out on stage I think you know when you come and see a this show it's always high energy so uh I think a festival is a perfect you know a perfect uh you know reason to really give the crowd a good time. Um, so if everyone's in good spirits, it should be a brilliant day.
1: I can imagine there will be Saturday the 25th, Sunday the 26th of August, Tudor Grange Park, UK. Busted headlining the Sunday night. Make sure you get yourself down there. But for now, Charlie from Busted, thanks for joining
6: us. Great. Thank you, mate. Take care. Bye.
1: Dominion Theatre in London is playing host to Jim Steinman's Bat Out of Hell. Falco is one of the characters, played by Rob Fowler, who's with me now. Hello! Hello, hello, hello. So tell us a bit about uh, the show to start off with, because it's a rock and roll love story.
10: Yeah, it's... um, When Jim wrote the show over 40 years ago, he wanted to have this futuristic Peter Pan-esque Romeo and Juliet star Lovers feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the Peter Pan um, story, you've got the villain, like the, the Captain Hook character, and that's kind of the foundation for Falco, but he's gone a bit more House of Cards now, <laughs> kind of a bit Trump-esque. And um, uh, the character Falco is basically the overprotective father who wants to make sure his daughter doesn't fall into the same kind of uh, mischief that he did when he was part of The Lost but uh, amazing songs, which is the starting wonderful. point. Yeah. I think that
1: everybody's going to know the songs from the show before they turn up and see it.
10: Jim Steinman is, uh, I've heard this from many, many uh, um, a composer that Jim Steinman is one of the best of our time. And he's written some of the most wonderful love songs. And because Jim Steinman is such a fan of Wagner opera, that each song from Jim is like a three-part opera. You've mm-hmm. got Paradise by the Dashboard Light, you've got Bat Out of Hell, and all these songs are exceeding well over seven minutes and a normal pop song would last probably three minutes forty on the radio but Jim was always like a song that's not longer than six minutes is not a song
1: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you know you're gonna get value for money but also uh, it, it's a rollercoaster of emotions in every track, you say there, there, there are love songs in there, there are ballads but they're still rock and roll ballads which is which is uh, amazing writing on, on its own
10: Yeah, Jim is just one of the best um, uh, composers, composers for taking you down um, like a scenic road on his song and then he'll take you down the highway and then he'll take you back down some country lane and the way he writes songs is, is you don't know where you're going to go or where the song's going to go or where the journey's going to end and that's the exciting thing. A good example is Paradise because he has this whole the, 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 the two teenagers meeting and falling in love and getting married and then basically saying that they can't wait until the end of time because um, this relationship to end.
1: And so Tell us about the look and feel of the show then, because I haven't seen it yet, I'll be seeing it shortly after okay. we have this chat, so uh, what, what can we expect to
10: explore on stage? Well, What you can expect with Bat Out of L is something very exciting, because it's modern, but it's got all the aspects of normally every other modern day musical, but we have added to our show cinematography. There's lots of camera usage, there's lots of pyrotechnic, there's lots of CO gas, there's... Um, Magic, as if you're watching Harry Potter. There's an, there's a bike which does such an an amazing spectacle of a an illusion at the end of Act One. It's a must see. There's leaves them wanting more as they go off for the interval drinks. Yeah, for sure it is. And um, there's people jumping all over cages. There's scenes in um, Six Foot of Water. There's there's so much in the show. And then on top of all that, yeah. you've got all the hardcore fans from Meatloaf music. Mm-hmm. So you've got like an uh, an extra added bonus um, performance from the audience. So, on
1: top of that though, there's costumes which come into play here, and yes. you have already described to me some of what you're wearing, in fact, probably not wearing in the show. Uh, you, you, you clearly work out just a little bit, and this uh, has been prevalent in the roles you've had in the past. Yes. Uh, as, as you've
10: bared you know, uh, pretty Scuttily much everything glad. on stage. So
1: what, what are you going to be in in the
10: show? John Borsett has put the line through all the costumes. He's our set and costume designer, and Tom Baker, who made my clothes, is like a three-piece. It's very um, majestic, the way he's dressed. Mm-hmm. And then through the piece, he, he reminisces of his childhood, and I will be stripped down to my underwear and stockings and, well, sock garters. And my the girl who plays my wife, Sharon Sexton, will be stripped down to her underwear for a, for half of Paradise by the Dashboard Light. It's, it's quite bombastic with the quick costume changes on stage and off. And then you've got... Um, People like the guy who's playing Strat, who's very um, rock and roll, edgy, leather jacket and the jeans and all that kind of thing, like the James Dean uh, kind of style. But then you've got all the lost. So the, the costume designers had a, had a wonderful palette to create mm-hmm. um, such a wonderful array of exciting costumes. And, and
1: sometimes that sort of thing can be missed in the show, but that's certainly not the case not here. Not got
10: the case in this show, as you see behind us. Mm-hmm. Know, but you've got all some of... The highlights of the costumes here, from the Lost, and they're all um, yeah, like the Lost Boys in Peter Pan, I guess.
1: An amazing show, amazing music. It's it's won awards. Let's face it, it is yeah. it is already it's well renowned. Standard
10: award, best yeah. musical. Yeah. How else would you sell the show? I would sell the show that it's exciting mm-hmm. for it's for ages between ten and one hundred and ten. Mm-hmm. All the misunderstood teenagers are going to love it because they're going to go to their parents. That's exactly how I feel. Let me live a little bit, mm-hmm. and then everybody who's the parent who's been through the, the roller coaster what a marriage brings, they're going to have that kind of feel of their, their youth, mm-hmm. and um, we've had people come in here and they feel so much nostalgia. They not only go back and listen to their Meatloaf or Jim Steinman records, but they'll listen to everything they listen to from that era. So it's a it's the best three hours of escapism that there is in the West End.
1: Well, it Sounds absolutely fantastic. Find out more information at fllmusical.com. Check out the details there or just nip along to the Dominion Theatre and get your tickets that way. But uh, well worth a look by the sounds of it. Fantastic show. It's Rob, very exciting,
10: yes. Please come along and um, bring a friend, bring your friends, um, bring all your family because it's something for everybody. Rob, thanks so much for to chat with us. You're welcome. Thank you very much.
7: tonight. There's a man in the shadows with the gun in his eye and a blade shining no so bright. There's evil in the hand, and there's thunder in the sky and the killers on the bloodshot streets. On oh, down in the tunnel with a deadly horizon. know, oh, I swear I saw a young boy down in the cover. He was stopping the foam and the heat. Oh, baby, oh, There's always gonna be some light But I gotta get out I gotta take it out now Before I find a cracker down So we gotta make the most of our one night Together when it's I know We'll both be so alone
1: 9 out of 10 Brits don't drink enough water, a research showing that 90% are drinking less than their recommended 1.4 to 1.8 litres a day. To tell us more about this research and what we can do to improve our hydration, we have Jamie Douglas-Hamilton, founder of Active Water. Hello.
11: Afternoon. Well, thank you very much for inviting me on. That's right. We actually drink one of the least out of all the countries in Europe. Uh, This research was carried out and we found out that 90% of people don't actually drink recommended amount of water and if you actually take britain as a total we actually drink the fifth least out of any any country in europe and that that's bad that's not good for us at all is it really absolutely and what's what's happening is two-thirds of people are actually choosing caffeine or fizzy drinks as a quick fix when they're low on energy rather than actually reaching out for water and that's actually dehydrating them further if you think of coffee or, or or tea you're actually, what you're drinking is you're actually urinating out more than what you're the liquids you're actually consuming,
1: yeah, because you're actually using the water, metabolizing the products that are going in, and that causes you a bit of a problem. And uh, as it is, fatigue can often be caused by the dehydration in the first place, so you didn't really need the caffeine, what you just needed to do was drink more water.
11: That's right, that's right. And if you, if you, there have been many studies proving that if you lose one to two percent in your bodily fluids, uh, um. Your body mass it has a, it has up to a 30% impact actually on performance in sport. But even in cognitive the has a huge impact actually on concentration. It makes you more irritable. Uh, it makes you angrier. So I mean, there's huge impacts of actually being dehydrated.
1: And you've got uh, a, a lot of fluid in your system. We are made up of so much water. It is important not to lose it. But in the hot weather that we have been having, it makes it even more difficult uh, to to keep yourself hydrated, doesn't it?
11: It does. I mean, if you take the human body, 70% of the body is actually made out of water, Uh, 85% of the brain is actually made out of water, 92% of the blood is made out of water. Yet, we've never really valued water in this country. We just see it as a commodity.
1: Now, water itself has a pH of seven as well, so that's fairly neutral, but a lot of drinks people are picking up are acidic, and this is causing problems for people's teeth as, as, as much as anything else, and it, it affects the, the balance in the body. And uh, active water itself is the first alkaline ionized water to be launched here, over here in the UK.
11: That's right, that's right. It's the first, it's a huge market. It starts in Japan. It's a huge market over in, over in America and it's just come over. We're the first to actually launch it in Europe.
1: Now this water has actually been uh, bottled from the source just down the road in Shropshire, so not far away from us. so a nice local product too.
11: That's right, that's right. It's bottled at uh, Wenlock Spring, and uh, well, yeah, just, just, just down the road, and we actually had to build a whole extension out, out of their plant to actually, to actually make this, and it's a very complicated process of purifying it, add electrolytes, then ionising it.
1: So what do these electrolytes do for us in our bodies?
11: So electrolytes are minerals uh, that have an electrical current. Uh, what we add is we add magnesium, we add sodium bicarbonate, which is a very powerful alkaline buffer, and also potassium b- bicarbonate. Um, all of these have different different functions. And then after, after uh, when we play sports through sweat, we actually lose a huge amount of electrolytes. This is a very good way of keeping your, your electrolytes in balance.
1: And with the weather we've been having, going up and down stairs is a bit like a sport these days, so you want to make sure electrolyte levels are ready for that too. That's
11: right, that's right. So you pointed out earlier on about the uh, acidic levels, it's how acidic these soft drink, carbonate soft drinks are. Mm-hmm. Uh, colas tend to have a, a pH of about 2 to 3, about the same as the stomach acid. Uh, all sports drinks uh, are, are, are below 3.5, uh, and that's the same for, for really almost all carbonated soft drinks. Now, if you take an alkaline water like active, the pH scale is logarithmic. If you go from pH 9 to pH 10, that's times a thousand. As you go down the scale, these carbonate soft drinks are over 100,000 times more acidic than what you have back to and that's why consumers keep on saying they feel different when they drink it.
1: And when you're looking at uh, the, the alkalines in there, it's actually a softer water as well. So people think of hard and soft water. It is the, it, This is a soft water, it's a soft drink, and it is going to, to feel nicer as you drink it.
11: That's right. Because it's been purified and then we've added electrolytes up until the correct point and then ionised afterwards, it is a softer water than than other waters. And it's actually very, a lot of people have commented about how easy it is to actually drink a whole litre of it um, and then drink another litre afterwards. So it goes down very, very easily.
1: So that's going to help towards your 1.8 litres uh, a day, which has been recommended, and really help you, you feel better, keep you hydrated, uh, keep the mind working, the body working. There's there's nothing not to like here as well, is there?
11: Well, we, 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 we like to hear that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so tell us about where we can find out more about the research and how people can get hold of this active water.
11: Yes, I mean... Uh... Just to give you some background, this actually came from a real life experience. I actually rode uh, with a group of a group of us from Australia to Africa, which took two and a half months. And that's two hours on, two hours off until we get to the other side. We were actually drinking between nine to thirteen liters of water every day. And we actually had to we were actually flushing all the salt out of our system. And this only changed when one person actually mixed his seawater with his water. Before this point we were hallucinating with we very little power in the water. Uh, It was very difficult to do night shifts, and after we actually mixed seawater with water, it was probably the most powerful drink I'd experienced in my life, because our bodies at that time had become so unbalanced. And we mixed every second bottle with one quarter seawater, the rest normal water. turned out that we'd actually, when we got to the other side, broken the world record by a matter of well over almost two weeks uh, in that ocean. And uh, a large part of that was actually what we drank, not but not what we ate.
1: So the magical pair of electrolytes making a difference?
11: It made, made a huge difference. So I researched it all over the world. I researched in all different countries and found out in Japan they've been ionizing water since 1960. And that's a process of when you split the water through titanium platinum plates into positive and negative ions, and you bottle the negative electron ions. And that becomes very alkaline in that process. And it started off as a. People had digestive problems, and then it's moved into the mass market. Today, over in America, it's now the fastest growing category of water. These people feel different. They refer to over there as energy water.
0: Mm -hmm.
11: And surprisingly, no one's touched it. It's the concept over here in Europe.
1: So this is where you guys come in. You're going for it. Active, you spell A-C-T-I-P-H. And uh, the pH on the end being a nice little play on the fact you've got the pH of 9 on the water itself. And this is, of course, uh, being rolled out in shops across the UK.
11: That's right, we're in from Whole Foods to Plant Organic, it's uh, nature intended, uh, about 500 independent and, and health shops, and online at Acado.
1: So you can get it that way, get this uh, and, and, and try it and see how different you feel because of doing it. And if it makes you drink more water because it is an easier and more palatable drink, then uh, this is going to be a, a good way of improving your hydration levels.
11: Yep perfect that's what we've certainly been told
1: well activewater.com is the website a-c-t-i-p-h water.com is where you want to head to to find out more about the benefits and of course as we say just down the road in Shropshire pumping this stuff out the ground purifying electric lighting and getting it into you to make sure your body stays balanced for now Jamie Douglas Hamilton founder of active water thank you for joining us thank you that's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me uh, back next week with episode 476. I hope to have you along then. So right for now.
0: Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.